Okay, so this is Parshish Kairach, and obviously the main theme is the rebellion of Kairach against Moshe and Aaron. Specifically Moshe, I mean, he had a Tain and Aaron also. Um, so I, I, I put together a fascinating, uh, there's a fascinating mimer from the Shvile Pinchas. This is primarily in Tavshin Pei, but also Tavshin Ayin Beis, he talks about it a lot. So, Pinchas Freeman says as follows, Pesach Devereinu Yoir, Let's begin the sugi of Masha Pasak of the Sparhu Pasuk with the opening Pasuk of this Parsha, Vayika Khairach, Ben Yitzar, Ben Kas, Ben Levi, Vidosan Vavira Bene Eliov, Vaidman Pelas Bene Ruven. It describes how Khairach, the son of Yitzar, the son of Kas, the son of Levi, uh, led a rebellion. Vinik Farkan Bipsicha Oid Lufneshalamanu Amachis Kirch Valdosai, Megalanu Akasav in Iniskiv. Even before knowing about what the nature of the rebellion is, the pasuk is telling us something important. So there's a very fascinating Rashi, which quotes a very, very, uh, uh, I think it's a well-known medrash, that the pasuk says Kairach ben Yitzar ben Kos ben Levi, and it stops. Why not continue to Yaakov Avinu? So Rashi famously quotes, ben Yaakov. It doesn't mention Yaakov regarding Korach's lineage. That Yaakov davened to not be involved. To not be involved. He did not want his name involved in the rebellion of Korach. And Hashem respected that by, therefore, it cuts it short. It says, Ben Yitzhar, Ben Kos, Ben Levi, and then it stops. And by the way, just completely Agav, speak about the Shal Shudas, there's a very famous teaching of the very beautiful teaching of the Chedush Arim. The Chedush Arim is a pretty glaring problem, and the Kasha is, Yaakovin who sees this terrible rebellion, and he just asks him, like, you know, leave me out of this. Like, it's a strange thing. It's, it's like, that's what he's worried about. The Chedush Arim Tainas, the Chedush explains that there's a part of the Neshama, which is perfect, which cannot be damaged, which cannot be sullied by sin. That part of the Neshama is called Yaakovin. It's a part of the soul. Yaakovin was davening that even this great rebellion of Kairach should not touch that place called Yaakov. The Yaakovin was not davening to not have his name in it. He was davening to prevent the complete soul of Korach to be eroded. That he was davening that his name shall not be sullied. That that part of the neshama called Yaakovin, that part of the soul which were makabal as a schus of the avos, should not be ruined by sin. Okay. But let's go with the more classic interpretation, which is that he's davening, doesn't want to be involved. And the question is, why is it that it seems like Yaakov Avinu is the antithesis of Kairach? You know, what's the pshat? What's, what's the explanation? So, Rev. the Shvili Pinchas begins this discussion by quoting a very interesting Chassam Seifer. The Chassam Seifer in Jeroshis writes as follows. He says, Kairach ben Yitzar. Right, Kairach was the son of Yitzar, the son of Kas, the son of Levi. Now, the word Kair, the name Kairach actually has already been mentioned in the Torah, and that's in Parshas Vayishlach. In Parshas Vayishlach, the Torah describes the lineage of Esav, and it says Aluf, Aluf Kenan, Aluf Pizer, and it describes all the generals and relatives of Esav. Aluf Kairach. Kairach, according to the Pasuk, was a grandson of Esav. Is Eliphaz's son? He was a grandson of Esau. So the Chassam Seifer is bothered by a pretty, uh, pretty good kasha, which is why would why would uh, Kairach be named? 
why would he be given the same name as the grandson of Esav? So the Chassam Soiver writes as follows, I'm surprised by the holy family of Levi, that they named the kid, the baby Kairach. And as we all know, Kairach was a very talented, he had Ruch HaKodesh, he, he, he was a very, very talented, very, very, um, you know, at least potential, high potential individual. And he was given the name of the grandson of Esav. We have a halacha, Rishon, we do not name children after Rishon. Listen, you, obviously you want to name after Tzadik, and that's a great thing. But definitely we do not name a child Shabzai Tzvi. We don't do that. We don't name him Hitler. We don't name him after Rishon. So he says, what, what's the pshat? I'm surprised, says Chassam Saifa, that they would name Kairach with the same name. And even if they're not at, naming after the same person, but when there's a very unique name... Like I said, Shabzai Tzvi, you don't give a baby Shabzai Tzvi's name, even if you're not naming after him. We don't use the same name, because it's Mekasha the baby to that soul. The Chazi Ma'al-Saba, and says Chassam Soifer, look what happened to him. Meaning, Chassam Soifer is attributing some of the downfall of Kairach was due to his name. Okay? It's, uh, it's, and, and he continues, that maybe that's why the Pasuk mentions all the way to Levi, to show you that even though he had great lineage of three generations... But his name well, it caused the problems. So the Chassam Soifer is telling us a tremendous chiddush, and that is that part of the downfall of Kairach was the fact that he had the same name, and he was named after, seemingly. They gave him the same name of the grandson of Esav, which caused him to have, to be Makasher himself to that family, which caused him to have problems. That's Chassam Soifer says. Chazim also, but look what happened to him. Right, that's when you name after a tzaddik, is because you're hoping the baby will connect and, and, and be like the tzaddik, so you name him after Russia. Well, what's a, what, what do you expect? Now, so you see from the Chassam Seifer that Kairach's downfall was that he had some connection to Esav. Some connection to the family of Esav. Now, the question is, what was that connection? So he says, Medrash So the Shilip Pinchas quotes a Medrash. The Medrash says on the Pasuk, Rabba Shachna Lanafshi. Im soyne shalom. The Pasuk says, Rabba Shachalo Nafshi Im Soyne Shalom. I am I had a lot of my soul had a lot of neighbors with those that hate peace. That's the Pasuk until him says. So the Major says, Adam Shalom, who hates peace? Who hates peace? Who would say that they hate peace? So it says imagine Aesab Shayne Shalom. Aesab hates peace. Kazakhsam Saifer. The Chassam Soifer continues. So the Pasuk until him is saying that while Aesab had many bad qualities, but one of his major issues was he was the opposite of Shalom. Esav lived off of conflict. He lived off of Machlaikas. The Chassam Soifer writes, Shemati Merai Hagoin Avram Bingaz Segel. I heard from Avram Segel. Esav is Gematria Shalom Betumah. Esav is Gematria um, Shalom but the but Shalom of Tumah. Alkinikrim Soine Shalom. Meaning, everything exists in this world in, in two parallels, right? There's good and evil, and everything has to be equal. Esav is Gematria Shalom, but he's he's the complete evil of peace. He's the opposite of peace. That's what Chassam Soifer writes. And the truth is, the Balaturim already said that Esav is Gematria Shalom. The Esav is the same numerical value as peace because he is he is the enemy. He's the he is the equal level of evil, of anti-peace. 
the Magal Mukos also says, The Magal Mukos says the same thing. Meaning, what the Chassam Sofer tells us is that because Kairach had the same name as the grandson of Esav, that led to his downfall. How so? Because Esav is the source of all Machlokes. Esav is the source of all conflict. And the very fact and by the way, the whole Indian of Machlik is by Klai Yisrael is because it's because you have too much, we have too much Shaykhis from Esav. We have a connection to Esav. But the Kairachs, because Kairach was named after the grandson of Esav, or had the same name as the grandson of Esav, it was Mekasher him to the family of Esav, and therefore it was Mekasher him to the Midah of Esav, which is Machlaikis. And that led to his Machlaikis. It didn't just lead to his downfall, it led to how his downfall was developed, which is Machlaikis. Now we're going to see over here. Ma'ata, he says, Ya'iru einenu lahavin divach sasoyim. Now we understand the sasoyim. Echashem koirach shenosem bnei Levi sheikashmoi shalachar malufa Esav. That the name koirach, which is the very same name as the grandson of Esav, garim lekalkal etzle midas hashalom. It didn't just cause his downfall. Oh, he became a Russian. No, he picked up the traits of Esav, which is machloikas, which is fighting. Lo'ir machloikas be Yisrael ki koirach arashal Esav. The great evil of Esav is bechin esoy neshalom. As the Apostle says, he hates peace. His garble of b'mtsoy shemoy, and therefore his name led to his downfall. Zapir shekaz of v'yikach koirach. V'yikach koirach, meaning v'yikach, you know what led to his 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 l'kicha, his, his taking all his problems? Koirach, it was his name. His name led to this. By the way, it's more us to be careful when we name children to obviously have the right type of name. But now we're going to see over the next few minutes this develop a little bit further. Koirach is connected to Esav. Esav is all about Machloikas. We're going to see these connections between the story of Koirach and Esav. And also, if Esav is, is Machloikas, then Yaakov is Shalom. Yaakov is peace. And then for Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the embodiment of Yaakov Avinu, Moshe Emes, Viserose Emes, and Yaakov Ishtam Yeshev Oilim, Moshe Rabbeinu is not a Gilgal, but he is the representation of Yaakov Avinu, Esav, whose Kairach is fighting against Shalom, he's rebelling. Who does, who does Kairach fight against? Moshe, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and Aaron. Who's Aaron? Oyev Shalom Veroyev Shalom. Aaron's whole thing is peace. Kairach couldn't stand that. Kairach was fueled by this blind machloikis, blind hate, that was being pumped into him by his connection to Esav, and therefore he couldn't tolerate Aaron Akoin. The truth is, I was thinking about this, this connection between Koirach and Esav. What's interesting is, if you think about the story of Koirach, one of the themes of the story, if you look in the Midrashim, is hair. Let me read you an, an interesting Medrash. The, 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 the Zayar says like this, So the Gemara, it's, it's, it's a Medrash, it's a Gemara also. The Gemara says that it was describing the difference between the wife of Oyn ben Peles, whose wife protected him, that he originally wanted to be involved in the war, but then she, uh, she protected him, she got him to, to, to back out. And the way she did it, um, the Gemara says, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, 
that she convinced him, saying, you're not going to win anyway, because you have Moshe Rabbeinu, who's going to be the leader of Kairos, going to be the leader. What are you getting involved for? So he said, fine, it's a good point, but I'm already in it. I already said I'm going to join the rebellion. What do you want me to do? So she said like this. So she, she thought of the following ruse. So the Gemara says that she gave him wine and gave him cheese. He fell asleep. Whenever they kept on saying, can, can he join the rebellion? Is he there to play? Can he join the rebellion? What she did was she uncovered her hair, She's a married woman, uncovered her hair, and she stood by the door. And she knew that the rebellion of Kairach, while they were willing to fight against Moshe, they were very makhvin not to see a woman whose hair is uncovered. And therefore they left him alone. And by the time he woke up, the rebellion had already been swallowed up. So the Gemara over there describes, the Gemara in describes the difference between the wife of Oyed bin Pelis, who protects him, to the wife of Kairach. Now, you already see hair being a little bit of a factor, but look how the wife of Kairach describes how she fueled his anger towards Moshe. It is said to Kairach Omrele. The wife of Kairach says to Kairach, Chazi my coven Moshe, look what Moshe did to you. Iu have a Malka, he's the king. Lachu Shabikan Raba, he made his brother Kain Gadol. Levnea Chuya Shabni Saganatikahana, he made his nephews the other Kehanim, the backup Kehanim Gedolim. Vaoid, Gai is Leila Mizaichu, he cut off all your hair, Umitaluchi Kufta, and he threw you around like uh, excrement. He liked your hair, and that's why he wanted you to shave. Meaning, this is a reference that a couple parishes ago, when it describes how the inauguration of the Levium, and Karach was a Levi, to serve in the Beis Amigdash, they had to shave, the Moshe and Aaron shaved the entire body of the Levium, from head to toe, they were shaved, and then they were waved in a direction like a carbon. Now they were shaved for purity reasons. But the wife of Kairach says, look what he did to you. He shaved off all your beautiful hair. He must have been jealous of your hair. He wants your hair. This enraged Kairach. That Kairach was upset that he was his hair was missing. His hair was taken away. Who in history was known to have a lot of hair? Who in history would be bothered by having his hair taken away? It was Esau. We all know that Esau was described as Malay Sayer. He was described as very hairy. And Yaakov was clean. And when Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to get rid, I don't know, subconsciously, but he's trying to get rid of the hair of Kairach, Kairach, instead of being grateful, is enraged by this. He looks at it as like Yaakov trying to like steal him of what he is. This is all part of that connection of Kairach and Esav. The truth is, by the way, just completely agav, before we continue, what's Pshat? Why is hair so, uh, why is hair considered so negative in the in the in the eyes of Chazal, what does it represent? Right, that Moshe Rabbeinu shaving it and Kairach is bothered because Kairach is connected to Esav, who's full of hair. See, Jews, we, we, we go bald, right? The hair goes away, except for the payas. What's the pshat? What does hair represent? So the Arvin Nachal writes, Cyrus Moirim al Moisris. Hair represents too much physicality. Hair represents too much gashmias. Too much gashmias. The more hair that, that like a Jew that's driving the fanciest cars and is in you know in areas and and like I, I heard a shir recently from Rabbi Weinberger that he was describing this and he was saying this phenomenon of like how do you describe to someone when people spend so much money on private jets and all these things and they say well they have the money so why can't they spend it because there's, there's a certain sneers that a Jew should have it's not good to have so much hair a little payus you have. Right? Pay as you keep. You keep some hair. I'm not saying to get rid of all physicality. But to mamish be falling into it like Kairach and Esau, that's not the approach. See, if Kairach is fighting against, if Kairach is connected to Esau, who is Machleikas, then who is Shalom? It's Yaakov Avinu. 
The same way Esav, which is corresponded to the, he is the antithesis of peace. Yaakovinu is the perfected peace. Yaakovinu is all about Shalom. As the Zoya writes, That when we say in Davening, that's referring to Yaakovinu. Even if you think about his Midah, the Midah of Yaakovinu is Shalom because Rayab Avram Avinu is Chesed. Chesed is just love that never stops. Yitzchak is Gvura, which is restraint. What is Yaakov? Yaakov is Teferis. What is Teferis? Teferis is not its own Midah. Right? The Pasuk describes how Avram Avinu built, dug wells. And the Pesukim describe how Yitzchak dug wells. What's the dealing with dugging wells? So digging wells, the Svarim describing this. Yishalom talks about this. The, the concept of digging wells is an allusion to creating a new approach. Right? When you dig a well, you accomplish something. Avram Avinu digs wells. Avram Avinu created a new Midah, a Midah of Chesed. And Yitzchak also digs wells. Because Yitzchak is creating an approach of Gvura. A new approach, a new, a new way to serve Hashem. Yaakovinu, the Pasuk says, he never dug wells, he uncovered wells. Because Yaakovinu is Teferis. Teferis is not a new Midah. Teferis is the ability to take Chesed and Gvura and to know how to use it perfectly. Balance. That's what Tiferes is. Knowing when to have chesed, knowing when to have gvura. That's Tiferes. So Yaakovinu is peace, and therefore Esav can't stand, Esav signally Yaakov, because Esav can't stand Shalom. Esav is built on conflict. The truth is, further in this concept of how Yaakovinu is is Shalom. We find another chain, another uh, you know loop in the chain of peace of Yaakovinu, the Avudraham. The Avudraham says that the three brachos, uh, Avudraham is one of the Rishonim, that uh, in his Pirish on the Siddur, he says that the three brachos that we say of Birchus Kehanim correspond to a different Av. Is Avram Avinu, and some people even say, "Can you recite B'schus Avram Avinu?" And then what's the last one? The Asayim Lachos Shaloim. Can you recite B'schus Yaakov Avinu? Yaakov is Shalom. Further, adding to the 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 the, the this Yisod of Avinu connected to Shalom, we know that the Mishnayis, the author of the Mishnayis, was Rabbi Yudah Nasi, Rabbi Noachadish, Rabbi Yudah The first Mishnah. In all of Shas is Me'emus Akern Shema Barvin. It's when do you read Shema at night? What's the last Mishnah in all of Shas? The last, the ending of all of Mishnayis is The only vessel that Hashem uses to give Baruch to Klal Yisrael is peace. Peace. By the third base Amigdash, which corresponds to Yaakov Vinu, it's going to be a perfect blend of Avram and Yitzchak. So you have this Mishnayis. The first Mishnah starts off with Me'em Sakhrish Rabbi and ends off the completion of all Mishnayis' peace. You know, when you're writing a book, you end it. You end on a high, right? The end. That's the ending. The ending encompasses everything. The ending of all Mishnayis is peace. Who wrote it? Review Danasi. Who is Rav Yudanasi? He was a Gilgal of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu's Torah. Rav Yudanasi authors the oral Torah. 
Kosov Megalamukas. The Megalamukas writes in Parshas Veschanon, Ki metamze nik Rav Yudah Hanasi. Why is Rav Yudah Hanasi called Rav Yudah Hanasi? Nasi is spelled Nun Sin Yud Aleph, which spells out Nitzutz Shel Yaakovinu, a spark of Yaakovinu. Lefizem Evara Ben Yoyod. And therefore, the Ben Yoyod of the Ben Ishchai writes, Ki metamze Bacher Rabbeinu Akadosh Hanitzutz Yaakovinu Luftoich Satoish Balpem Mitzus Kriyshma Shetikin Yaakovinu Fipitirasoi. Oh, this Mamish explains why he starts with the line and he ends with the line. Now that you know the Yudah Hanasi. Is a Gilgal of Yaakov Avinu. He starts his Pirish of all Mishnayis with when do you say Shmat night? Why? Which is Mayriv? Because which is the Tfil of the Yaakovinu is Metake and Mayriv. And therefore he, you know, he wanted to start with something that he was connected to. And how does he end? Peace. Because Yaakovinu is peace. His whole life was fighting against Esav, which is Machloikas. Further in this. There's two Zoyers that are interesting. Who is, again, who is Koirach? Koirach's whole essence is Machloikas. Koirach's whole essence. The truth is, I, you know, I saw this once. Even the way Koirach was swallowed up. Koirach was swallowed up. Right, The ground swallowed him. It's a very strange thing. So the Arizal says it was because Koirach, you know, Moshe... We, we said this last couple weeks ago, everything comes back to Cain and Hevel. Those are the two major neshamas. Kairach was connected to Cain, Moshe Rabin was Hevel, and therefore this machloikis was like a re-emergence of that machloikis. But the earth needed a tikkun, because the earth did something wrong. What did the earth do? It absorbed the blood of Hevel. And therefore it's a tikkun to that, it swallows up the body. It's to, you know, that first machloikis, re-emergence, everything starts with its source. So now you have over here, you have Kairach, who's connected to Esav, whose whole essence is machloikis. You have Moshe Rabbeinu, who's connected to Yaakov Avinu, whose whole essence is Shalom. The Zayar, there's two Zayars that are interesting. The Zayar writes further in this, that his whole, Kairach's whole thing was fighting against peace, fighting against Shalom, fighting against Moshe and Aaron, Aaron being Oyev Shalom, Veroidiv Shalom, Moshe, what was he so bothered by Moshe Rabbeinu? So there's two Zoyers. The Zoyer writes in Parshish Koirach, Ki Koirach Cholak Ala Shalom. Mishum Shecholak Ala Shabbos. Shishar Shashom. The Zoyer writes that Koirach, whatever it means, he was Cholak on Shabbos. He had questions in Hilcha Shabbos. He did, certain aspects of Shabbos he couldn't, he, he, he fought against, he rebelled against. There's a second Zoyer that Koirach fought against Torah. There were two things that bothered him. There was Shabbos and Torah. What's the whole Indian of Shabbos and Torah? Shabbos and Torah, first of all, Shabbos, Shabbos is peace because Shabbos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu rested. There's Menucha. Shabbos is Shalom. Shabbos is when a person, after a long day, he finally is at rest. Kairach can't stand the Menucha that Shabbos brings. And Kairach also fights against Torah. Torah is itself peace because Torah allows you to know what to do. I mentioned this once that there's a teaching from Rav Kluger that I think is very important to remember. The Rav Kluger says that a lot of people think that Torah complicates their lives because they want to go on vacation, they want to be able to do whatever they want, and now you have kashras, and now you have this, and you have that. Torah makes my life more complicated. Rav Kluger says the exact opposite. 
the Torah doesn't complicate your life. Your life is complicated. Torah, Torah brings peace to your life. You see, every Jewish person has within them a body and a soul. The body wants one thing. The body just wants physicality, and the soul just wants spirituality. And that itself is complicated. That itself is tearing the body apart. Because if you feed the body, the soul will die. If you feed the soul, the body will die. Torah is, the, is a map, is directions of how to make everything work perfectly. Torah allows a person to say this, I'm going to give you food to feed the body, but I'll give it to you in a way that your soul will be happy. That's amazing. And Torah tells you, listen, you know, I'm going to allow you to go to work to make your body happy, but in a way that your soul will be happy because you won't steal, you'll give tzedakah, you give meiser. It brings shalom. Torah brings shalom. So Koyach is fighting against Torah and Shabbos. Torah and Shabbos were also connections. First of all, they were connection to Moshe Rabbeinu and connected to Yaakov Rabbeinu. He says like this, Kashin is boyin, and now that you understand that Koyach's real fight was against Yaakov Rabbeinu, because Koyach was Makusha to Esav, he got connected to Esav somehow, because of his name, and therefore he's fighting against Yaakov Rabbeinu. So he fights against Shabbos, and he fights against Torah. Both Shabbos and Torah are connected to Yaakov Rabbeinu. We find that Yaakov is connected to both Shabbos and Torah. Okay, said, how do you find this? Shabbos Yinachlis Yaakov. The Pasuk, the Gemara in Shabbos describes Shabbos. It says, Kol Ma'anag is a Shabbos. If you're Oynik Shabbos, so you have chicken, you have all these things on Shabbos, you'll be Zaycha to have the Nachla. You'll have uh, an inheritance without boundaries, which is Nachlis Yaakov Avinu. Oz Tisanag Lashem. Nachos Yaakov Avinu, the Pasuk in Yeshaya says. The source of Onik Shabbos is that it'll give you the Nachla of Yaakov Avinu. The connection between Shabbos and Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu is Torah. And therefore, Kairach is fighting against Yaakov Avinu, which is Shalom. And he's fighting against the Midas of Yaakov Avinu, which is Torah and Shabbos. Who is he fighting against? The representation of Yaakov Avinu in this lifetime, which is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is Torah, Moshe Emes, Viserosa Emes. And Moshe Rabbeinu also was connected to Shabbos because we all know the Medrash that Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who convinced Paro to give the Jews off on Shabbos. Yismach Moshe Matnas That's what was going on over here. Karach was fueled by this Machloikas because of his connection to Esav. And Esav's whole Indian is Machloikas. But Kalal Yisrael Yaakov Avinu, Kalal Yisrael is Shalom. We all have to work on this Shalom to have Menucha Mamish, to have real Menucha. To have shalom mamish, to not connect ourselves in any form to Esav. Every time there's a machlokes in Klal Yisrael, it's us acting like Esav. It's a kol kol Yaakov yadaim de Esav. That's yadaim de Esav. We should be like Yaakov and to have shalom, Shabbos, Torah, shalom, to have shalom. And once Klal Yisrael has shalom, then we'll be zeicha to nachlub mitzarim. We'll be zeicha to Torah, zeicha to Shabbos, to all these things to abolish the machlokes of Kerech Vadosi. And we started with Akasha. Why is the Yaakovinu asked to not be involved? In the Machlaikas of Kairach, the reason is because Yaakov, because it was a fight against him. Kairach was not a fight against Moshe, it was a fight. Kairach was Esau fighting against Yaakov, and Yaakov was saying, I don't want to be involved. I cannot be involved in this Machlaikas because I am not, I have not connection to Machlaikas. Yaakov is Shalom, Yaakov is peace. And the whole Indian of Esau is trying to drag Yaakov into Machlaikas. Yaakov has nothing to do with Yaakov is Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. And as the base of Mitzvah was Nechrav Bisham Sinas Chinam. It'll be rebuilt because of a harvest you saw in here.